Floodcast. Floodcast. Get in the arena. All right, so I uh, want to welcome everyone to this latest episode and coming to coming to you from the land, the the land, C L E baby. That's right. And this episode is a real nice kind of bookend to our previous episode, Just Faith. And- well, hold on. Aren't you supposed to tell them to like follow us? And here's our website and all that. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. That's why I was around the producer. With, no, you're the executive. That's why I'm the executive. Executive. Sorry, go ahead, Bill. I just, I just set up and do all the you're hard. You're just the help. Just the help. You're yes. just a higher help. I am. <laughs> we are everywhere. You're right. So please subscribe to us. We're on now. Finally, on Apple Podcasts, and had to do some creative bargaining with those people. Uh, we are on Google Podcast or Google Play, Spotify. Uh, search Flawed Inc. or Flawedcast CLE. And you can email us at flawedincle at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gab, Parlor, and actually have had some growth on Gab and Parlor. So we want to thank those independent thinking type folk. Thank you guys for the subscriptions and the plays have been increasing. So we are to assume that people are listening and kind of liking what we're saying. Either that or they're listening and burning the audio coming out. They do that, like burning books. They just burn audio now. They just like put their phone on and then light a lighter and the audio burns as it goes through the plane. Well, they can do that. But what they don't realize is I save these. Oh, we will. We will be back. We'll be back. (laughs) So real quick, I just want to remind everyone of uh, the offer that we have that um, if you share, if you share and like us uh, on Facebook or share anything or follow us, all that kind of stuff anywhere on all that stuff. And we're going to do a drawing sometime in 3030 and the winner is going to get a brand new spaceship nice so make sure you get those entries in by liking and subscribing and following the, yes following sharing all that uh and, and the more you do that the better your chances of okay. winning that spaceship is. right 3030 yes. i think we're going to do it maybe march of 3030 is what i'm thinking okay so let's pencil that in now let's do it it's march 3rd 3030 Okay. We're going to draw for a spaceship. The spaceship will be worth at least 100 mil. That's a really generous gift of us. I'm feeling feeling good about it. As we were uh, saying, our previous episode, you know, being about faith and that that struggle, one thing I wanted to do with this one is kind of talk about the opposite side of that coin, and that's the notion of fear, dealing with fear, processing fear, overcoming fear ultimately, which is something that most people, I believe, experience maybe they don't know about overcoming or dealing with it but they know it and maybe not so much the fear of like someone like a michael myers or someone someone even evil or like a hillary clinton uh, you know snuffing them out but something of like a day-to-day struggle how are things going to work out how, how do i do a b and c how, will i do a b and c and that is a more visceral more terrifying fear. You know, the likelihood of Hillary Clinton coming to your house and killing you is... Oh, she wouldn't. No, I was going to say she wouldn't. Right. You would, she wouldn't kill you. You would, you would commit suicide by shooting yourself in the back of the head. Anyway. Okay. So, did you know that fear is an acronym? Is it? It is. It stands for False Evidence Appearing Real. Well, that's... I, I, from my experience, I would guess probably that's accurate. Because... 
and I'm speaking from experience and present current trials, things of that nature, I, even conversation we had beforehand, that isn't always, most likely, always a scenario. But it's a matter of the struggle is real. It's a matter of processing and then overcoming, pushing through. And we want to just kind of not only share our personal thoughts, but discuss this because as important as faith is, fear is, you know, that diametrically opposed force. It, it, you know, if faith is Batman, fear is the Joker. If faith is Daredevil, then fear is Kingpin. If faith is Luke Skywalker, fear is Emperor Palpatine. It could also be Darth Vader, but that, spoiler, was his dad, and they kind of reconcile sort of at the end of Star Wars 3, Return of the Jedi, the real trilogy. Never mind. If faith is having money, fear is being broke. Just to put it in a different perspective. Yes. Because it's not always a physical fear, like you said earlier. We're going to just start this, uh, just to share a couple of thoughts. This quote I really like is from General Patton, who was one of the, the supreme leaders of the American, the Allied Forces during World War II. And I, I love how he says this right here, uh, and I can really identify with this. It says, if we take the generally accepted definition of bravery as a quality which knows no fear, I have never met a brave man. All men are frightened. The more intelligent they are, the more they are frightened. Interesting. He's right. You know, if we behold an enemy that is trying to besiege us and we realize that it is very formidable, we have that acknowledgement, we have that understanding, that revelation. We understand that it's not something to be trifled with. Say that again. If we understand, if we acknowledge the revelation of what is about to besiege us, what, what we are confronting, we also recognize that it is not to be easily trifled. The previous episode, you know, we with Thomas Paine, these are times that try men's souls. Hell, like tyranny, is not easily conquered. And it's the same thing with fear. It isn't easily conquered, and it isn't anything to really be dismissive of. And I think that's where part of the problem gets in. We just, we'll, we'll set in, I should say, we'll kind of blow things off, like, nah, you know, play it cool. Or, you know, for me, it's you, if you don't acknowledge it, then how can you conquer it? Yeah, I think I think you have to acknowledge fear, but the thing with fear, it's different than some other things. There, there's only one way to defeat fear, and that's going right at it. You know, I'm a big football guy, and what they do is when there's a really good defensive lineman, they run the ball right at him. So that's where all the blockers focus. So they run the ball right at him. That's how you. That's how you defeat fear, right? And I just kind of I want to read a quote. Yeah. From. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Ooh. do the thing you fear, and the death of fear is certain. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You you have you recognize fear. I hear it. I hear you. You recognize it, so you can run it over. You know, and if we're talking, you know, fa- uh, fear juxtaposed to faith, a uh, fear is faith that things won't work out. Just as much as it takes you to have faith that things will work out in maybe a positive light, perhaps it essentially takes as much faith. To have in that fear that things will be the absolute worst. That's very true, Bill. I think that's well said when you think about it. Um, faith. I know we spent so much time on faith last episode. It was great. But there's a lot of things in my life that I have learned over the last 10 years to put in God's hands that I wasn't in control. You know, building upon what you just said is fear is me forgetting that I'm not in control. 
is when you realize you're not in control and that, you know, there's certain things you can't, if, if you worry about them or if you fear them, you can't control the outcome anyway. What, what you can control the outcome is what you can do. Well, you know, the two things I would say to that, and I am in agreement, you know, uh, I love this quote from St. Swayze, St. Patrick Swayze. Oh, St. Patrick Swayze. Well, just St. Swayze. I don't want to get him confused with uh, St. Patrick. Uh, So this is just St. Swayze, uh, much like uh, our other favorite uh, St. Stallone. He said in uh, the movie Point Break, fear causes hesitation, and hesitation causes your worst fears come true. And that's, that's true. Because, you know, when you're talking about, like, the penetrating, like, defensive line, you know, I'm not the sports analysis that you are, I don't offer that in-depth analysis, I should say, but I know just from playing football, that's, you're right. If you don't, if you don't kick it in the teeth, if you don't at least do your best you can to penetrate and, and, and like a locomotive, like move through it, it's going to, it's going to right, yeah. hand your ass. Fear will rob your confidence. Mm-hmm. You can't have both. Right. You can't be confidently fearful. And if you're going to do something, you're going to have to put fear aside. And, and again, since we're going, quote, crazy today, because I, I did some research myself, a really cool quote I really like a lot ties right into that. One of the greatest discoveries a man makes, one of his great surprises, is to find he can do what he was afraid he couldn't do. Henry Ford. That's good. Well, you can't go into that afraid. You go into something confident and you succeed and nothing feels better. Tying right back to what I was saying before, you take fear on one way. Head on. Head on yeah. And I think, you know, like we try to do incorporate spiritual aspect, you know, uh, like I, I like to address it like the natural law. Like everybody's going to conquer, or everyone's going to have fear, everyone's going to come against that. And there's little that we can do about that. One of the things, you know, the Almighty has instilled in us, and this is why I think for at least point of view coming from this episode is to be an encouragement, not to ignore these things, but to realize that not that we can, but we have to overcome. We have to move past. We have to, you know, not allow these things to hinder us. And uh, a couple uh, quotes from the scripture, 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, God has not given us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and a sound judgment and personal discipline. You know, so God in and of himself has not instilled with us the capacity of cowardness or timidity or fearfulness. God himself has given us, you know, another translation says power and love and a sound mind or talks about calmness, the discipline of calmness. And I think that's important to realize that fear is not necessarily something that is, although we internalize it, is not necessarily anything that I would say in that we embody, perhaps, unless we choose to. Yeah, you know, and let's let's break this into two things and see if it is two things or not. Let's talk about that. fear and worry. Same or different? Similar? I think one precedes the other. You, you ever see those documentaries where they're like doing the the exploration in the depths of the sea, and mm-hmm. there's a little fish that has that little light, mm-hmm. and it looks just like a little bobbly thing, but. I would say that's kind of like worry, but if you follow like that antenna or that receiver, it's connected to a bigger, nastier, uglier thing that would could be perceived as fate, or I'm sorry, fear. Yeah, I think they're kind of hand in hand. I think when you fear something, you worry about it. It's kind of, I think, where my head's at. I think there are, earlier you said, remember phrase, we've both said, um, you got to conquer fear. You got to go right at it. Worry needs to be put in a closet. There are some things you can't conquer, and this is what I meant by 
it has to play itself out. You don't have control over it. Um, it's a decision for someone else. As long as you do your best, that's all you can do. But final results aren't aren't always in your in your hand in your ability. Um, it's going to be something else, um, and, that, and that could be something physical, like something um, you know, if you're you're sick or something. For instance, you might do everything you can, eat right, and take the pills you need to take, and do whatever. You know, if you play sports, you might exercise and stretch properly, but you might, you know break a leg or tear a ligament or tear a tendon and you can worry about those things but you can't not if you're going to be successful well i would say it's i'm sorry not to interrupt you're going to worry about that but i would say don't let it halt right progress don't let it stop you right and i I think you know we just want to talk about that because sometimes that worry can overtake you yeah and own you and what you're going to have to do is take that worry and put it into a box and put it aside. Yeah. It's okay to go over and visit that box every once in a while. And so, yeah, that's where I have. But there ain't shit I can do about it. Right. So well, I'm going to move on and, and live my life and do everything I know. It doesn't mean that you don't feed the worry. Um, you're afraid of having a heart attack. Don't go to McDonald's every day. <laughs> okay? Do what you can. But don't don't let the that worry or fear of because your parents pass heart attacks that right own you. Do what you can to prevent that. Right. Go to the doctor. Have your checkups. All those things. But don't let that own you. Move on and get busy living. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And when you say that, it reminds me the Shawshank Redemption. I, you know, I guess there's two choices. Get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. And, and I'm going to read one more quote here from Helen Keller, who mm-hmm. probably knows a little bit about this topic, fear and worry. Sure. And, and disability. Yes. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. The fearful are caught as often as the bold. Yeah. It's pretty much... What she's saying there is, yeah, man, you can get busy dying, and you're going to die, or you can get busy living, and you're going to die. Either way, so which rather you do? Get busy dying, meaning worry all the time, and live in that fear, and that worry, and that bubble, or go enjoy your life. Either way, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of important things here to recognize. A- with worry, what you said is correct. Put it in a box, put it in the closet. That dude's going to knock and scream and yell. Try not to give it any of your attention. In regards to actually getting in the arena, standing in front of your opponent, fear. I would tell you, do it. Get in the arena. It's always our advice. You know, I can't tell you that things are always going to turn out right. Because in regards of fear versus faith, that's... I want to stop you there. I'm just going to rephrase what you just said. You can't tell them that they're always going to turn out the way they want them to turn out. Ah. There's a big difference between right mm-hmm. and want. Yes. Sorry. No, that's that. no. thank you. That's Because we get caught up in, <clears throat> oh, we want too much. And just because you go in the arena and you fight for what you want doesn't mean how it turns out isn't how it's supposed to be in the long run. Yes. I've seen a whole bunch of negatives, what we thought were negatives in our life, turning into some of the best positives ever. Sure. And it doesn't happen in our time. It happens in his time. With a capital H. Yes. Well, no, that, thank you. That was, that was great. I, I love how you worded that. So I think what, you know, maybe to quantify that a little bit more, there will be times when not everything that we're projecting, maybe I would say, or forecasting comes about. But there will be some times when 
you get that report from the doctor. You get that foreclosure note or whatever, whatever that's it. You get those divorce papers in the mail, whatever that is. And I want what I want to say is that that doesn't mean your faith is voided when that opponent of fear calls you into that arena. That is when, you know, the Bible talks about the full armor of God. That's when you take up the shield of faith and you get into that arena and you fight and you fight. I want to share. uh, I've really been into the last uh, couple of episodes ago. I told you about a book I've been reading, The Essential Wisdom of the Founding Fathers. I've really been reading a lot of the Stoics. You know, Seneca, Epicus, Marcus Aurelius. And I want to share this quote from Marcus Aurelius that really spoke to me. And when I started losing my sight, for those that don't know, I'm legally blind. This attitude really hit me. I, it wasn't the, my thought wasn't worded as eloquently as uh, Marcus Aurelius's, but uh, the same sentiment. It says, it is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. It isn't defeat you know, we let's go back to our very first episode, the whole notion of introducing the idea of getting into the arena. It isn't the defeat, because even in defeat, there is victory. Absolutely. So like with me losing my sight, isn't, I mean, it sucks. It's limiting. But there's other things that I've been able to hold on to and or even uh, learn and learn. Yeah. Or learn to accommodate that I wouldn't have otherwise. And a lot of that goes to character development. I, I would say that. I mean, not, you had a choice. Right. You could. And again, the reason that you had to tell people you were blind on the sixth episode is because it's, that's not what defines you. That's not who you are. You had a choice when that happened to you. And he wasn't born this way, folks. This is something that's happened to him over, over time through um, some medical issues he's had. And Bill had a choice. His choice was I could be a blind guy and I can let that define me and be who I am. Or I can move on with my life and find ways to adapt and overcome and that's what he's done this like i i've been friends with bill since we were five years old so 37 years 38 years now we've been friends i know i know we're ancient (laughs) and uh the reality is this he's continued to be the person he's always been and, and fight for for what he wanted to do and um you know that's critical and that's what we're talking about fear he had to he had to face it so he had a choice he could be afraid of it and go live in that fear yeah. And let it own him, or and it did for a while. Sure, I mean you're you have figured out it doesn't it doesn't make you perfect. It's not like you know everyone's got to figure it out and do it, but you got to make that decision at some point. And you know with um, with fear, it's just it's just so important to go at it and not let it not let it own you and control you, but you own it and control it. And that's with everything in life. I mean, there are just really tough things, and and, and as Bill said, uh, to put it a different way. When uh, when fear calls you out, and even in a even sometimes when you lose the battle, it's a victory. It's because it's how we learn. We don't do things if we don't risk things. If we don't try things, we can't learn. And this is where we go to Saint Balboa, right? Yeah. What's his famous line in in Rocky Balboa? It's not how, about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can take a hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So we're not saying get in the arena and don't have any fear and everything's going to work out the way that you want it to. Sure. That's not what we're saying. We're saying get in the arena, face your fear, and learn from it. Sure. If, if it knocks you down, you get up and you keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things happen. Bill mentioned divorce papers. Bill and I have both been divorced. I tell you right now, it's probably the toughest time of my entire life. 
And it was a mutual thing with my ex and I. It's not like we blindsided each other. And still, it was the toughest thing I ever had to deal with. And it's not an overnight thing. It was six years of darkness. And there's a lot of fear that happened during that. What am I going to do? How am I going to overcome this? Is anyone ever going to want to be with me again? How am I going to raise my kids when I got to split time with my uh, ex-wife? And, you know, am I going to be able to give them the things that they need? And I don't mean tangible things. I'm talking about the, the learnings in life and the culture that they need and the values that they need. How am I going to teach them that when they only see me half the time? These are all major fears that I've had and still have. And um, sometimes it's pretty debilitating. And it takes a little bit of time to search around and feel around and understand and find a direction. Um, it seems like, you know, it's the end of the world right there, but it's not. Um, you have to learn from that. And my oldest son is in 11th grade. I, I think very much about these high school kids. There's been a lot, um, at least a lot more than when I was a kid. It seems like yeah. uh, these kids are committing suicide because they're bullied or they feel, they feel like they're outcasts or they're depressed. And in their mind, when you're in high school, think about this, think back. You think that's your whole world. That's your whole world. And as soon as you graduate, literally, literally, that summer that you graduate and you realize what the whole world is and that high school meant absolutely nothing as far as who you are and how your life's going to be. Sure. That when you go out and meet new people, they're meeting for the first time at that age right. and who you are then, not who you were in fourth grade. Right. right? I mean, that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty amazing. And, and sometimes we get caught up in these little worlds. And which is understandable. Sure. You know, I mean, think about it. And I, I, for myself, I've been fortunate that most of my best, best friends, we've grown old together. And, uh, share, old, bro. Come on now. Well, we've grown better. And yes. the, grown the, wise together. And you're right. Like, I literally remember, like, being in high school, bigger than I am now, more wayward, which is really awkward if you know anything about what's going on in my life, but feeling like no one's ever going to love me or I'm not going to have a purpose, whatever the case may be. So literally, not even a month later, my whole life changing, you know, like that. And it goes back to that notion of freedom. It goes back to that notion of not limiting yourself. But there, that fear is real and it's tangible. What I would want to say, like, how, how can we practically fight through this, this, this fear, whatever the situation is, whether it be divorce, whether it be financial, whether it be death in the family, whatever the case may be, I it might would be not fitting in. I mean, whatever it could be, so many things. Don't limit it. Like, right. well, I'm just, right, but you're right. It, it just you know, to you, perhaps something that I'm genuinely battling with. That I'm genuinely like this thing is whooping my ass and i'm you know literally holding on to that last string that you know uh the frayed ends of uh, of sanity there and for you that may be like oh okay that i got that but you know it's it's vice versa so it's not a matter of minimalizing or maximizing it's a matter of this is a real thing for me i want to give people some some hope some faith to be able to combat that fear because it doesn't for me or for you for us i should say to tell people just fight it just do it i think that could possibly have the adverse effect where it may come across as like we're heartless we don't care and that's not the case at all i i believe that i can speak for both of us in saying we're coming to you from having been at this you know 42 years of age having gone through a lot of similar you know like with divorces and you know all the all these different things you know 
having gone through difficult things and difficult hardships and coming out on the other end saying, okay, I'm here. One of the things I, and it always comes back to this for me, is the, the notion of faith and, and, and providence and believing the Almighty and, and knowing that. And, and this right now, as I'm even recording this, is a genuine fear of mine. So I'm, I'm being really open and really vulnerable here, knowing that God does have a plan, that God is on our side, and that we aren't necessarily fighting these demons or fighting these battles alone. And uh, I, wanted, I do want to read another scripture. It is 1 Peter 5, 7 from the Amplified. It says, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. On him, for he cares for you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Bill, I really want to tie in with some of the things you just said. Um, yeah, you're not alone. And um, man, I've I haven't had it as hard as some. I've had it harder than others, and I think that's true for most of us. Um, we all have our stories. You know, between you and I, we've overcome everything from, or, or have faced everything from, family situations marriage situations, medical situations, financial situations, pretty much typical stuff that everyone fights through. It's different for everyone, but um, I think it's important to know what Bill just said is you're not on your own. There's a lot of folks fighting through those things. I don't care if you're in high school and you think that you don't fit in or that people don't like you. We've fought those battles. Um, If you're in business thinking you're not good enough or in a marriage thinking you're not good enough, no matter what it is, no matter what you fear and what you worry about, there's other folks facing that as well. And it's so important to know that that you're not on your own and there's ways through it. And there's another side. Like you can fight through that fear. You can get in the arena and fight through that and you can overcome it, right? And that's where I was going back to that Henry Ford quote when he said, mm-hmm. there's nothing better than discovering, being surprised to find out that you can do what you were afraid you couldn't do. Really, really, really important. And just a couple more from the scripture to add what Bill just read. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Yeah. Luke 12, 25. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41, 10. That's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think this really plays really well into our last. If you haven't listened to the last podcast about faith, you know, you can listen to either one of these first. doesn't matter. Uh, they go hand in hand and listen to them again. I can't wait to go listen to the other one now after doing this one. It's uh, This is such an important, real thing in this world that we live in, man. You made a, a mention or a reference about, you know, your your oldest son being in 11th grade. And very, very, very soon. God, I can't even believe this is 11th grade. Um, very soon being a senior. And then very soon being at that point when we were just discussing a few moments ago about his life beginning to change in the it's most like beginning right in the most dramatic and hopeful way and you know the people maybe he we very rich in his friendship so like you and i have been maybe the the girlfriend he has now will become his lifelong partner maybe not the reality of it is is that we are always at that point when we're getting ready to leave high school whether we have graduated 25 years ago, or we're graduating in four years. We're, we're always at that point. And the, what I mean more succinctly is that if we cower down and fear, once again, it could be a person, it could be whatever the circumstance, it can take many shapes and sizes. That's one of the things about like the movie It with the Stephen King movie, you know, uh, Pennywise was just 
a embodiment of fear that looked like this demented clown, which all clowns are evil, but nonetheless, that was just one embodiment of fear. Fear can take on many, many, many forms. And the notion of cowering to that, and now that I'm at this point where I'm viewing life moving forward blindly, no pun intended, but being able to look back very, very clearly. It's hard as we try to navigate. And one of fear's greatest weapons is the idea of the unknown. We have no idea how anything is going to turn out. It's it's the taunting. It's the so not just in conjunction with worrying. It's the taunting. It's the the would have could have not the would have could have shoot us. What if this could you know that might these things that we don't have any certainty of. Those are you know in the, that's fear's regiment. Those are you know, like fear's foot soldiers, if you will, and and those are real. And you have friends that'll get in the arena with you, but ultimately. You have to lead that charge against that enemy, and knowing that you know you, your loved ones are with you, knowing that God is you know like right there it says in you know Isaiah, He will uphold you with His righteous right hand. Yeah, I think what I want to add to that is uh, add to what Bill's saying, add to what we we're saying earlier when we said you're not by your, yourself with this. It's okay, by the way, and this this goes back to another episode to reach out um, when you're when you're going through something um, and you have fear fear of where your life's going or fear of what's going to happen. It's okay to reach out to other folks, be it friends or professionals, to talk to, to help give you guidance, to help you overcome and give you the strength that you're looking for, um, you know, to God, um, spiritually. It's, you don't, don't do it on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. Um, what Bill and I are sitting here saying, we're not sitting here saying that we've overcome and gotten <laughs> overcome these things by ourselves. We haven't even come close to overcoming them by ourselves. We've leaned on our friends, our family, and professionals right. our entire life. And I'll continue to. That's how I get through things, and that's how I help them through things. So as we're saying this, I just want to make sure that I, I really touch on that. We're not telling you to, that to be strong doesn't mean to face it on your own. It, it just means to face it. And well, if that means talking to someone right. or getting other support to help you face it, then that's what you do. But don't not face it is all we're saying. Well, even the notion of the self-made man is a misnomer. Nobody is self-made on their own. Self-made, I love that. Yeah. It's okay. A, right. Well, so let's just... Does that mean you went into the convenience store and bought a $1 lottery ticket and won $100 million? That's about as close to self-made as you'll ever get, and that's far from self-made. I mean, there's no such thing. One of the, I think, sports we can mutually say that we both probably enjoy is boxing. And not one champion or not one unchampion gets into that ring and is alone. You know, I mean, they have the grit to actually get between those ropes and get in the ring. To get in the arena. To get in the arena, thank you. But they have a coach in their corner. They have the cut man. They have, you know, the train. They have all these people that are there behind that fighter as he gets in the arena that did the preparation. And that, I would say, is a really good analogy for what we're talking about. Like, maybe we have to get in the arena, but you also know... To use the metaphor of Rocky, you have Mickey or Apollo, you have Duke, you have Holly, you and have family. Exactly. You have your tribe, your community. And the other thing I would just like to add, and I know this from my personal experience, and we're talking about getting professional help, there is a fear in just that alone. What are people going to think? You know, this or that. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just shoot straight from somebody who sees a therapist. Just do it. Get the help you need. The rest of the world be damned. And you do you, get better. Everybody around you 
eventually will start to see and hopefully they will be impacted by the good decision you've made to improve your health and it could just not only be mental it could be spiritual uh, definitely physical and with that being said i want to thank you guys for tuning in this week uh, make sure you subscribe to us on youtube apple spotify google play anchor fm breaker radio public you know we're we're everywhere like follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parlor, Gab, all those places, Flawed Inc. C L E at gmail.com. Hit us up, send us a message, send us some suggestions, things you'd like us to talk about. And if you agree, disagree, that's awesome too. But above all things, just remember get in the arena. Bye.